Welcome to Your Own Words, a podcast that celebrates the love of reading with real people and real books, both critically acclaimed and slated. Listeners are encouraged to read along and join the journey to the libraries of friends newly discovered. This podcast may contain spoilers, feminist rants, curse words and mispronunciations of names, cities and more. That is your demeanor. <laughs> you know, I'm always in a bit of a iffy mood when we show up here because I don't want to talk shit, but I'm just Soho is really crowded, <laughs> um, and I get really anxious at crowds, and I don't like it. And I'm, half the time I'm running late, and I'm just nervous about how the podcast is going to go, and I'm trying to collect my thoughts, and so I, I'm usually feeling like very flustered and rushed and. And then, you know, the podcast studio obviously doesn't have any windows or anything because it's a self-contained soundproof room. So then it's, like, warm. And, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right despite <laughs> that. I'm glad. I'm glad that we know about um, that. I think it's mainly because this is, like, the first time we've had a guest not be in the room. So I've yeah. been less scared of, like, having to be a host physically. Like, oh, do you need water? Do you, like, introduce (laughs) them to the room? Can I get you a drink? (laughs) You know, it's it's less of that, and it felt a little, like, less pressure this time, which is nice. Yeah. Cool. So we're still in October. Mm. We discussed in great detail last (laughs) week uh, all all that that means to us. So we're doing another kind of spooky book today, uh, which is exciting. Um, Have you had a chance to try a pumpkin spice latte since last, last time we recorded? (laughs) Uh, yes (laughs) no no me neither (laughs) we gotta get on should we go and do that after yeah yeah suspense Suspense. in the final (laughs) final episode of october should we get one for the final october episode and we'll have it live on air (gasps) live on air pumpkin spice yeah oh yes because our guest loves pumpkin spice lattes i know this about her Perfect. All right, Charlie, you can pumpkin spice lattes on you. See our reactions, because <laughs> this is a visual medium. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bet they're they're putting a note in their diary now to not, <laughs> not miss that episode. Wow. Um, so we'll, we'll dive in to today's book. We'll try to keep these bloody intros shorter as we move forward. We've got mixed feedback. Some people, no, everyone kind of loves the banter, but agrees it could be less, right? I, I agree. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, I love to d- chat shit, so <laughs> it's fine. I do edit some of it out, which is the alarming <laughs> bit. Um, but maybe we'll shift towards putting a little of that content uh, on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, which, if uh, you missed our last episode or stop listening before <laughs> the end, uh, we did announce we have um, started a Patreon, which, for those of you who don't know, is uh, an awesome kind of online uh, place where you can find people that are doing really cool creative projects and you can support them financially because obviously all of the the episodes that we produce are free for you to listen to and enjoy we hope um and so but of course it still takes a lot of time time time. Uh, a lot of time a lot of effort uh a lot of buying books books. (laughs) yeah uh which of course is not we love yeah it's it's not Not really a chore but it's still you know it takes its toll. We we both have jobs and, you know, other things to do. Um, but we're very happy to do this and we want to keep doing it and keep 
producing great content for you guys. So if you want to help us do that, uh, then you can go to patreon.com slash yowpod and you can do, you know, little monthly donations. Um, You get something in return for all of them, whether it's a shout out on the podcast, anyone that, uh, you know, donates gets that, which is fun. But we've got custom bookmarks. We've got badges. um, You'll get extra content. So we're talking like we're thinking of doing some bloopers reels. We have a lot of them. We got a lot of content. We can <laughs> we cut talk into that. a lot of crap. Um, so we got bloopers reels. We can do you know special Q and A's, kind of blog posts, digging a little deeper into our libraries, kind of stuff like that. So there's loads of extra content that uh, you will get as supporters. And so thanks in advance for anyone that goes ahead and does that. We really really appreciate it. We appreciate the feedback we've been getting thus far. We've got some lovely reviews um, and great feedback. So thank you so much. Um, we hope to be able to continue you uh, doing this for as long as we have eyes to read. <laughs> Which brings us quite nicely onto today's author oh, and today's book. Perfect. Do you want to introduce him? Yes. Nicholas Fisk was born David Higginbottom in London 1923. He is a British writer of predominantly children's science fiction. His catalogue includes Grinny, You Remember Me, Space Sausages and Trillions. He also wrote the Star Stormers series of novels and he died at the age of 92 in 2016. Which is not that long ago and is super old. Um, Fisk published almost a book a year for 30 years until 1996, when his failing eyesight due to macular degeneration made writing impossible, which is really sad. I thought that was sad. Um, He was a cartoonist, publisher, musician and advertising director um, and during the war served as an RAF meteorological officer. He wrote about his experience growing up in London during the Blitz in his 1992 memoir, Pig Ignorant. Hmm. Uh, So today's book is called Grinny. Um, And I will share the synopsis with you of said book. Tim's diary charts the arrival of his mysterious great-aunt Emma, an old lady who appears grinning on his doorstep and decides to stay. Nicknamed Grinny for her constant eerie smile and mindless chatter, at first their aunt seems to be strange but harmless. But when Tim and his sister Beth make a horrifying discovery about their visitor, they realize that the safety of the entire planet is in jeopardy, and the silent invasion has already started. Uh, That synopsis comes from Alan and Unwin Publishing, who uh, have recently republished this story. Do you want to introduce uh, today's guest? Our very first Uh, not-in-studio guest, so this is very new for us. This is uh, the MacBook Pro (laughs) 2016. (laughs) It's a a wonderful model. We're very happy to have you here. Um, Mark is a podcaster and aspiring children's author. He hosts the List Envy podcast in which he collaborates with a guest to build a top five list on the topic they pick. When he's, not, when he's not helping podcasters as part of his day job, he can be found editing his first kid's book, a comedy crime adventure set in a world inhabited entirely by animals. Ooh, That's welcome. the kind of world I'd like yeah. to be in. How do we get on board with that, Mark? <laughs> um, it's Well, the, the, the book lives, or the story, uh, the, the place lives in the imagination of a small girl. Um, so I've being seven, I think... Oh, we That's have how to you be get seven? in there. Yeah, you have to be we, seven. We, yeah, damn it. Were you not a fan of seven? Uh, I don't remember seven, but I can't go back there. Uh, that, that is. <laughs> you're right, I just remembered how <laughs> life works. <laughs> uh, Mark, it's amazing to have you. Uh, it is very weird, as we said, this is the first time we have had a uh, 
a guest that's not in our presence, uh, nor that we've never met before. Uh, although I think this is old hat for you because uh, this is, is this generally how you do your List Envy podcast? It is generally. More uh, more of the episodes have been done this way uh, than not. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to be, um, to have my giant face projected 50 foot across your wall uh, as we're talking. <laughs> um, it feels very good. Yeah, you're looking great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very. Uh, I'm glad we didn't update a profile picture yet because we just created the Skype account about 15 <laughs> minutes before. We Especially got on this for call. you, Mark. It's, uh, <laughs> this is, you'll, you'll always be remembered as our. Yeah. Our I'm best. number one. You are OG, <laughs> OG guests. But this also uh, is good news for our listeners abroad that uh, we, we are we, capable we, of we doing worked this. It out. <laughs> we can do it. There's but, a cord in a computer that wouldn't turn on. Yeah, <laughs> Some extension leads are involved. A yeah. mild panic. <laughs> <laughs> Just mild though. I'm in a different chair, which honestly is... <gasps> Screwing with my mind a little bit. Oh God, yeah, she's but, um, sitting in my regular chair. So I am Alison today. Maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> bare naked ladies. Something else. No. That's a, yeah, that's that's to be fair. Not the bare naked ladies. Oh, oh. Have, we, have we hit a Canadian nerve? Ugh. <laughs> let's let's ease the tension here and get yeah. back on track. Let's get to know Mark uh, as a reader. Uh, I think, and I'm going to put you on the spot, mm. so don't hate me. Uh, but considering the nature of your podcast, can you, off the top of your head, think of your top five books or authors? Um, so can so if I if I were to take a trilogy, would that count as one book or three? Uh-huh. <laughs> one I've already yeah. alright that's fine I've already thrown a spanner in your works um, <laughs> so that my my because fa- my, my favourite sort of book series is um, as my friends are tired of hearing is the um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo uh, slash Millennium uh, series by Steve Glass. oh yes you mentioned that yeah, yeah. that was your se- that was your other yeah. option for us I remember um, that now a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Um, well, yes. You, you've made Alison very happy. Yay. Yes. Um, I'm pretty happy as well. The fun. Discworld series. I haven't read nice, all of them. Nice um, Who no. has? Terry Pratchett hasn't read all of them. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, this, I mean, this this one is, is up there because it's still something I, I come back to, um, oddly enough. Uh, so if that gets us to four, then... Uh, you, can, you can have the four and the series can, can take two spots, I think. That, oh, I think that is for that. reasonable. I'm starting to feel under pressure. <laughs> How do you think you make other people fear? I'm, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still trying to think of my top five lists. Uh, I was going to do, do five favourite um, potato varieties. Ooh. Because she's Irish. Because I have a lot to say about them. Yeah, um, likewise. You know, I, um, some are yep. good for roasting, some are good for mashing, but you yep. don't want to fuck those two things up. Oh, God, no. Because uh, Thank you, Mark. Yeah, it's, no, it's a disaster. Um, no, I'm a, I'm a good Irish boy. I respect the potato. That's fine. Amazing. Uh, do you have any questions for Mark as a reader? Well, I guess um, you're, I, I was interested by the fact that you are writing a children's book and you have selected today a children's book. And so I was wondering if your love for reading maybe begun somewhere when you may well have been a child. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I was a, I was a child at one point And I think <clears throat> and <laughs> I yeah, so like um, my eyesight's terrible. I've got I've got a thing. And so I, a lot of my reading, um, as I got a little bit older and it just became a little easier, um, a lot of my reading would be done by going to the, my, my local little library um, and picking out a few um, audiobooks. And back in the day, they used to come in massive, um, like VHS-sized uh, containers. Um, yeah, I and, remember them. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you'd have, like, some of the books would have, like, six tapes um, 
to a you know to a single book and so i'd i'd, I'd bring a few arm a couple of armfuls of those home and uh, and just blast through them and um so i was with with this book i i remember sort of browsing the shelves and my mum just read the thing and whether it was the description i think the description i was like yeah okay but then she said andy crane was reading the audiobook and i was like yes because i love andy crane <laughs> who is um for, for those who, who are unfamiliar he's a he was a children's tv presenter but a really like sardonic one which is just it's so sort of um not right for the audience he just kind of had a wry sense of humor about him which was yeah I, I really enjoyed and so when I found out he was reading the book I was like oh, okay I'll give that a go um and some of my favorite books I've discovered through the narrators uh in oh. fact um it, it's not necessarily making my five but a, a series I'm really enjoying at the moment is the Jackson Lamb series um which are sort of spy type thrillers they're all sort of shit spies basically um <laughs> And it's it's my my, my favourite audiobook narrator is the is the guy who narrates them and and um, I like I, I will always give a book he narrates um, a, a bit of a chance. So yeah, anyway, but yes, so I, I blasted through a, a whole bunch of some okay, but lots of very bad books. But audiobooks, that was my jam. That's super interesting. Into I'm not traditionally an audiobook person. However, I did just listen to the Margaret Thatcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Margaret Atwood. Oh, right, I did yes. just listen to the Margaret Atwood, the Testaments, and the, or the, the it had I think three, four different narrators, mm-hmm. and just the way that it was done was so engaging and so engrossing. I I enjoyed the experience of listening to it so much, mm. and it I, I'm just now completely in love with audiobooks. I just it's a fascinating way to take in a story, but yeah. not something that I, I don't think anyone's mentioned audiobooks so far. On the yeah. podcast, have they? No, this is what I. Um, this is uh, an interesting yeah. thing, considering our question that we ask every uh, every one of our guests is to choose between team paper or team plinth, which is basically team paperback or team hardback, uh, and maybe maybe neither for you. What do you have a take on that at all? I am un. Um, I don't mean to be, but I'm, a, I'm probably a bit mean to my books. Um, again, not having great eyesight. So I tend to, like, I don't, as I've got older, I tend not to borrow books um, from people because I, I tend to buy, bend the spine back a fair bit to get the maximum amount of light uh, into the book. So I probably have to go hard back so that I don't damage it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's That's first your first day. one. It's your first one. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> Oh, Mark, you're my favorite. Yes. <laughs> and after you were just so mean to him. Team Plinth, Team Plinth, Team Plinth. But Team Plinth so that he can destroy it, I yes. think, is a, I don't is care. A, you, you should see the look on her face. She's dancing. I'm so happy. She's it's, really, really maximizing the visual medium of podcasting right now. It's, it's purely so I don't Lenny of Mice and Men the book. <laughs> that's oh. I don't care the reason. No, I'm just glad fine. to have you on win. my team. Wow. Yep. If it goes nice. in the W column, that's all that matters. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, stoked. I'm happy for you. I'm honestly because I was Thank starting you. to feel like they just I had too many friends. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I'm I was even when uh so Beck and I both ordered uh copies of Grinny uh from worldofbooks.com. I don't know Mark if you're familiar. It's the best thing on the mm. internet. It's, okay. a, it's my my heaven, my yeah. haven, my joy. Mm-hmm. It's a an online secondhand bookshop that 
has uh, free shipping anywhere in the UK and no minimum order. Oh, that's lovely. Everything is like two quid. Yeah. And you never know what's going to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. That's great. Like the cover art may not be what you actually get. So imagine my surprise <laughs> when I ordered Grinny and I got the package and I sent uh, I sent back a, a video of me with the World of Books packaging because they have very obvious uh, branded packaging. So, you know, when it comes in the post and I sent her a video of me just doing this. Because <laughs> I got a hardback copy yeah. of Grinny and I'm so stoked. <laughs> it was a very good day for me. It's the weirdest cover mm-hmm. it is, it I've is ever bizarre. seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine's bit, actually, mine, no, mine's all Yours right. Is fine. Mine's quite normal. Yeah, so there's, been a, few, there's like a, been a few weird covers of this book. I've got the green door. Oh. That's it, that one, it's isn't it two two books in one? It's two books in one. Ah. It has um, You Remember Me or I Remember You or You Remember Me, something. yeah. That's, someone that's, was remembered. Yeah. So, someone has been remembered, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because the granny can't forget. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She can't. Um, and then mine is the really, really, really childish, cartoony old lady with a torch on the front yep. l- lawn with a, like, broken... Arm I also you your book arrived and you were full of joy because it's a plinth. My book arrived and I had a panic attack because I was expecting it to be Grinny length and it's because it's got an extra story in. Yeah. She was like, like, "What is this? I thought it was only ninety eight pages. It's three hundred pages." I'm literally panicking. It's, there's four Grinnies in here. There's far more books was, than I ordered. Uh, yeah. Ooh. And then I, I flicked. So I was like, "It's okay. There's there's two stories." <laughs> but um, I did have a moment yeah. of sheer panic. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, now that we've <laughs> discussed <laughs> the copies of our books, um, Mark, do you want to kind of, I mean, the thing with this is, uh, obviously, it's a children's story. So I imagine today's conversation isn't going to go into as much depth. Well, actually, I think it will, actually, when we discuss kind of our thoughts about the book. Mm-hmm. But the book itself, it's, you know, 90 some odd pages yeah, it's long. it's really short. It's it's made for children, uh, so it's not going to, you know, have some crazy twists and turns and, you know, amazing plot lines, although it kind of does. Um, but do you want to kind of give us your own synopsis or, like, tell the listeners, anyone who hasn't read it, kind of what the story's about in your own words? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Tim Carpenter is uh, a, a young lad and he's writing in his diary. And so the the writing, I think it reads a little strange because there's... There's contractions when you wouldn't expect them, and then he's sort of weirdly verbose when you wouldn't expect him to be. But the sort of the writing style's a bit odd. Um, but it's him recounting day by day what happens when this uh, old lady turns up uh, on his porch, and they. So the the characters in the book are. Um, like it, so, it's written in 1974, and I don't know how much of it is 1974, how much of it is middle classness, uh, how much of it is sort of aspirant in terms of writing for um, an age group that maybe thinks they're a little bit older than they are or whatever. But these kids, it's like they're, they're they're smarter than most of the adults I've met now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I agree. Um, they're smarter than me. <laughs> yeah, they are smarter than the average bear, and it's 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 kind of ridiculous. And they, they describe themselves as not over bright, which is like, all right, just dial it back a little <laughs> bit. Um, and so they they discover all these weird things uh, about this woman, and and um, Beth, who's seven, is is Tim's sister, and she's convinced that she's somehow not real. Uh, that this Grinny, uh, I must call you my Grinny Granny, is somehow not real. Um, and they. Uh, uh, Tim eventually comes on board, brings uh, his friend Mac uh, on board, and and eventually they they uh, figure out what her plan is and um, overthrow her by looking at her weird. 
<laughs> yeah, I I was so confused at that point. I was like, right, eyes, right, eyes, right, right. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't at get first. it at first. Yes. I mean, yeah, same. But uh, that would be very. So I'm going to try that. Yeah, yeah. people. Well, we Should shouldn't. We... we shouldn't. The mics won't pick us up and face <laughs> each other. So we'll try it afterwards. But... The mics won't pick up like our eye just expressions. Like one, I'll just do it one foot to the to the right of my microphone and see if that works. <laughs> oh, I'm so unnerved right now, Mark. <laughs> That's really creepy. Please stop. Everything I know about myself is falling I'm away. Going to start speaking <laughs> Greenish. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, that is the basics of the book. Um, I'm interested to know, so you did kind of give us a story in the in the intro of, of kind of, I guess your mom kind of picked it out for you. Um, you want to know why so, I like it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> We'd love what, to what know. the hell? No, I actually quite enjoyed it. I did okay. quite enjoy it. Was, it. It's a bizarre little tale. Mm. Um, and, and yes, that, that like you said, I don't know how much of it is 1974, mm. but the, the way it's written, I find it incredibly charming. Mm. Um, but yeah, I am curious to know, a, like, kind of how it hit you back then when you first, I guess, listened to it and why it has stuck with you for so long and why you continue to go back to it. So I'm trying to remember how old I was and whether I was in still in primary school, which would have made me younger than 11, or whether I'd, I'd got into secondary school yet, and I cannot remember how old I was. Um, I think I was probably younger... Um, I'm going to say I was probably 9 or 10. Um and the book comes out and the idea is that Tim is a, is 15 by the time the book is published. And so I'm not entirely sure, given the, the some of the descriptions of things that happen towards the end of the book, and given that there's sort of a, a, a little bit of description of sex, um, sex uh, I'm not sure like really who it was pitched at. And so I think because I liked the fact that a few things went over my head and I didn't feel patronised by the book, I think that was part of what intrigued me. I grew up watching lots of stand-up comedy and things like that and not getting a lot of the jokes, but knowing knowing the rhythm and knowing the, the pacing and knowing that somehow they were funny or they delivered well um, and liking the sort of observational style. And so when very, very early on in the book, in like the first uh, the first sort of paragraph you've got um tim being admonished by his mum to take his boots off uh and then you know if if it's something along the lines of if this is um whoever from the from the guides then tell him this and if it's mac tell him to take his boots off and then uh this is what you know my mum will say to all the archangels when she gets to heaven like this little sort of (laughs) observational bits like he does his type five um in in a few of these segments and as a kid i was like oh this feels a bit conspiratorial i like this (laughs) Um, and I felt like talked up to in the book, and I think that's part of what I enjoyed about it, and a lot of the stuff with the with the language. Um, I think I I, I really did. Um, I mean, like it would be really interesting to to get onto how this book has aged because it, it like it's so much of this really hasn't. And given given that feminist rants are um, it, by, by self description something that that um, you know you, you're not going to apologise for, I definitely think that is a conversation we need. That is a that is a, a scene. Yeah, that's a scene we need to mine. Um, I uh, hate but, women. <laughs> um, but don't you know that women always win? We, women always win. Oh, w A yeah, W. In this book, yeah. W A W. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, but there's. I think. I think it's the tone of it that that really got me. And then, um, I, I I was along for for the ride, and I I don't think I necessarily pictured things quite as vividly as a kid uh, in this book as I as I did when I got a little bit older and and started to sort of almost look back at this and go like 
God, that's actually, that's actually quite scary. Um, there's stuff towards the end, and there's like just imagery that's not. It's just unpleasant, and and um, but at the time, I was completely enthralled by it, and and I, I I have vivid memories of lying on my bed um in my tiny little box room as a kid, and just listening to this book over and over again, and and absolutely loving it. There are some super creepy bits, mm. like when um she has broken Mac's finger so she's like you can you can break one of my fingers if you want <laughs> break break mine for him it'll be fine in a minute yeah. like, that's bizarre and then she does it and just shows it to yeah. him until yeah. he gets used to it yeah. yeah it's definitely it is dark for I guess what I would imagine the target audience to be mm. And I don't know. I'm not sure. Because also, I look at your cover as well, and I think, that's a book for a seven-year-old. Yeah. yeah. But then I look at my cover, and I think, this is a book for a 14-year-old. And then I read it. I'm like, who the fuck is this book for? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mark <laughs> <laughs> Me specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, there's very mild swearing in it. And there is sex mentioned as a thing that exists, and dogs humping. There's a l- weird amount of nudity. Uh, and mm, adults yeah. looking at children who are naked, which mm, yeah, that was very strange. Yeah, it was after the swinging sixties. Everyone was, you know, as as he describes in the book, yeah, naked. the permissive <laughs> society. Yeah, uh, there's smoking. Uh, there's 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 an, a seven and eleven year old drinking sherry. Yes. yes, I was very <laughs> confused by it. And it was like he, the way that he describes his sister Beth, it was like she kind of necked the sherry yep. like. and went and went in for another glass. I was like, all right, Beth, calm down. And Seven years old. You've got this eleven-year-old going. It was a very good sherry and a Montiardo. What the fuck? What? I don't know what one of those is. How dare you? It's it is bizarre. Yeah, it I, it, it does have that very middle-class nineteen seventies. Oh god, yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't mistake this for being really from anywhere else no it's like if Richard Curtis wrote a horror in the 70s <laughs> that went right over my head okay sorry but, um, <laughs> as many he writes all the British movie. romantic comedies basically and they're all middle class oh. people stuttering <clears throat> got it yeah actually that that said uh, because obviously I'm Canadian obviously this book uh, is English it's very English it's very well. English I was curious while reading it because my book is obviously it's like a Collins Cascades. It's like clearly like came from a school library. Um, And even just kind of looking on Goodreads and in like basic kind of searching and seeing Guardian articles about it. It does seem like this was like read by a lot of English children. Mm. I'm just wondering. I mean, obviously, you said you found it in the library. But do you know like other, you know, friends or, or, or people that. I've Have never met read this book? a single person yeah. who ever read this book. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> who hasn't read this book. No. no and, and I'd he, never heard of it. He wasn't, a, I don't think he was an obscure author. Uh, there's a few of his I've read, like uh, none of the ones you mentioned, um, but um, Monster Maker was one I've read. There's Trillions I started, and I started reading his, his um, autobiography uh, when, when I was a kid as well. Um, in fact, that helps me put this in time because I would have read that in secondary school and I already knew who Nicholas Fisk was. So I think, anyway, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, but no, I've never, I've never met anyone who's ever read it or heard of this book. It's funny, I haven't gone back and read any of the 
kind of YA or like children's books that I read as a kid. Like I can't even think. Roald Dahl, I read quite a lot. Well, I've just been yeah. reading some Roald Dahl that you got me for my birthday, but I think he he ages fine. But I'm just trying to think because I like I don't know Goosebumps. I'm trying to think of kind of what I mm. read when I was that age, and I've never gone back that far to read something. And I wonder. I'm almost afraid to see like what. <laughs> What those books were. I'm trying to think of what I read in school. I'm going to guess Sweet Valley High does not come <laughs> off well <laughs> in 2019. How did you know I read Sweet Valley High? <laughs> I think I was more reading oh, Narnia, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Beatrix Potter, Roald Dahl, Richmond Crompton. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Anyone? Just William? Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> but, but even that was... Also, that be, that that wasn't my generation's reading. That was mm. my father's generation. That's why I got. But I don't know. What, I guess yeah, goosebumps and I can't imagine that age as well. Hmm. Don't know. Probably not. maybe. Well, should we find out? Yeah, let's, let's go back. Do that, Somebody guys. choose goosebumps <laughs> and we'll go back there. So, um, Mark, <laughs> let's Allison. let's go down the rabbit hole, shall we? Mm, yeah. Uh, the first note that I made in my notebook. Uh, <laughs> While reading Grinny, says, intensely archaic views on women. Was this taught in schools? (laughs) (laughs) You would be forgiven for thinking so. (laughs) Mainly based on the the copy I have, which clearly came from a school library. What page had you got to when you wrote that? Um, (laughs) Jeez, you don't have to go far. You'd really go. You sent me a photo of, I think, something from the second, third page. Because when I got to it, I thought, wow, this, this really hits you early on. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't um, stop either. It's not like it settles really down. Doesn't. It's not like he it's gets just, it all out of his system. No, no, carries on. Yeah, it's just a constant. I did yeah, a Women lot, Always Win is on page yeah. five. I That's, did a lot of eye rolling with this book. Like, yeah. The way that he talks about his sister, just sort of like this irrational, emotional woman. Oh, I was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that that yeah. It, it, in fact, it actually does get worse. Um, yeah, this sort of <laughs> spitting um, caricature of this sort of flailing, uh, not even almost inhuman creature, and that's not the like that's not the beast. He's just describing his sister and his mum. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah n- n- no. The women of the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was just really interesting because you know all of that aside. I like I said, I found this book really charming. I loved that it was written in this sort of, uh, you know, diary or journal mm. sense. Um, and, oh, it, you know, it, it felt like a felt boy, like a, a young yeah. boy was journal. Yeah, and that I I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, yeah, it was really really sweet. It was really interesting. I loved the kind of sense of mystery and adventure. I, like it, it, I, I absolutely loved it. And it's not like I'm sitting here like burn it because it has archaic views of women. Like I'm, I couldn't care. <laughs> You'd less. have to burn a lot of things. Yeah, if that, if that, right. If that was our margin. Um, we just have to yeah it, put it in context. It's just like yeah, that's. I mean, he, like uh, a lot of this stuff because I don't think it's. I mean, you please feel free to like completely disagree with me. I think. I, like I, I think will. there's a line to be drawn about like flat out misogyny and just like this was a real it was a missed opportunity to actually be like there wasn't hatred in there it was just almost ingrained in yeah. society and 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 he missed an opportunity to help change that and change that in young minds 
Um, and so I think he was kind of just reinforcing stereotypes rather than like really digging in. Um, and, and I think I think that's that's the problem. Like I look at it as a, as an opportunity missed. Uh, rather than um, him, you know, actively being a, a, a rampant misogynist. But then it's easy <laughs> for me to say that because I'm a man. Yeah, I, that, I think that's, I was thinking that actually before we came in today. It's, it would be very easy to say, oh, this awful misogynistic guy. But it, it is more the societal structures, which are the misogynistic issue in this text. It's like, that's just how people spoke. That's how yeah. people behaved. That's how the young boy would have spoken about his mum and his sister because it was 1974 and that's what people did. So it's not that he's actively going out there to try and represent women poorly. He's just going out there to rep... He's representing just what... people just in people general. People then, which, you know, yeah. is we're all awful. Yeah, but it was... Um, it, it does make for an interesting time capsule. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, absolutely. Because it's just... It's almost funny. Like I wasn't I wasn't ever angry while reading it. No, I, I was just offended. I was just like this would never ever be oh, printed god, now. No. Yeah. Oh god no. And it's just it is such an interesting thing because so much uh literature, art, film like it it kind of raises that question you know where it's like how how far does this outrage kind mm-hmm. of have to go? Like do we now have to stop uh, enjoying watching, listening, reading, you know, anything yeah. before, you know, 2016 or whatever, like, which I personally don't think that we do. I think you take it with a grain of salt and you take it as this is what the view was at the time. You don't have yeah. to agree with it or I think it's interesting. And if we were to stop reading books like this, you know, it's a good reminder of of kind of how much the culture has shifted and the conversation has shifted. Well, that is how people behaved. So to, to then stop reading it and, you know, almost kind of denying that it was not, you know, it's not a creative um, representation. So he hasn't made this up. He hasn't made up these sort of misogynistic characters. That is just how people spoke then. And we're walking yeah. around naked drinking sherry with three-year-olds. I don't know what that's about. But, you know, the 70s were some weird times. You've condemned a lot of things that happened in the book into yeah. one event, and nobody's going to pick this up now. Or actually, maybe more people will. Yeah. Um, what, do you have, like, uh, any kind of favorite parts uh, or favorite kind of aspects of this book that, that continue to make you come back to it time and time again? I think I liked... I remember as a kid being intrigued by Eyes Right, and we we spoke spoke about this earlier, which is yeah. this idea that you you stare at a point, a fixed point, um, like a, a foot to the right of the person that you're speaking to, and so you speak to everyone else normally, but then any time you address them, you just cock your eyes to the right, and the, the sort of the psychological harm that that can do to a person, uh, I, I was I was kind of I was kind of taken by. Um, I enjoyed uh, the sort of descriptions. Um, of uh, of the UFO, I, I think I really liked, and you you don't get it much. There's only a few few, few bits. Obviously, it's a short book, but I, I really enjoyed the sort of interplay between the characters um, and sort of the the conversation between uh, him and uh, between Tim and Mac, um, and their sort of yeah, just their 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 weird. The weird, like just weird turns of phrase that people queer old party rather you than me. <laughs> those are words that no one says anymore. Yeah, that did make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I did also enjoy just the. I do like. Uh, I do like the way he, he as a young boy, would yeah. has like acronyms for everything, and it's kind of almost like written 
written as this sort of like detective's log. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there were some really funny, I mean, obviously we've talked about WAW, which is Women Always Win, which I think we should just take on as like a feminist <laughs> logo. Like, get it on a placard. Yeah, <laughs> get a WAW t-shirt. But there was like G GCG, Greek yep. Credibility Gaps. Yep. So they had all these like little tests and tricks they were trying to use to like, to find her out, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just found it, like I said, like charming is the best word I can use to describe mm-hmm. this book. Like it was definitely creepy and yeah. eerie. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you remember that it is a book for children, like I try to, re- to imagine kind of what, what it would be like reading as a mm. child. And I can definitely, as someone who kind of really liked, you know, kind of horror and spooky stuff as a kid I probably would have really loved this at that time too but uh but yeah it's still very sweet and funny and to read as an adult it's it's it did kind of like warm my heart a little bit it was like a cute romp of sorts <laughs> uh with with a horrific ending with a horrific <laughs> ending cute romp with a yeah. really much, really much like bizarre life. um there's there's bits in this that I uh that, that still stick with me like um whenever I see my cats uh jump um, onto a, 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 a you know onto a windowsill. I'm thinking of a, 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 how a cat can leap from floor to mantelpiece yeah. without dis, uh, dislodging a single object. Um, and there's one that stuck with me and it's remained part of my grammatically anal arsenal. Um, <laughs> to use two words that weird, yeah, weirdly feel like Your they GAA. should stick together. <laughs> my GAA, my cat. <laughs> Is uh, you cannot avert yourself to something only from so you can't so often people say I've taken aversion to something and you can't take an aversion to something you can take an aversion from something because you can't avert yourself yes. to something and it's little things like that not. the fact that he took the time to put that in I kind of I like stuff like that and yeah. as a kid I was like okay noted that's going in the that's going in the brain <laughs> I I like that way that he almost sort of evaluates himself as he's going along as well. So he'll yes. say something one day and the next day he's like, oh, I'm so sorry about that stupid thing that I said. Let me let me yeah. explain that again, for God's sake. And he's like, must do better. Yeah. Which, uh, like, I know that, like, at the end of every journal entry of myself at that age, I was like, oh, I must be better at this. I must do, it's like this self-critiquing yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. It really comes off authentically yeah. in that way, it, which I love. It, it definitely felt like a young boy's diary rather yeah. than feeling like someone was trying to get me into the mindset of a young cat. yeah mm-hmm. well and i do also like the the introduction which kind mm. of sets the tone for you that it's like you know that he's given this to the author mm. it just kind of makes that feel more even more real yeah mm-hmm. mr fisk said i yeah. should maybe yeah. publish that. oh mr fisk <laughs> <laughs> mr he's Hayden the Bottom. one that believed me <laughs> <laughs> oh and that's the other thing i think um that i i found interesting so um Mark, you won't have heard this yet, and neither have we, to be fair, because I'm editing it tomorrow. Um, But our last episode, um, we talked about Neil Gaiman's The Ocean at the End of the Lane Mm. um, with our friend Brad. And I did find it really interesting. Obviously, these two are back-to-back accidentally and and completely by chance, but there are such similar themes about Mm. children being quicker to believe in these supernatural occurrences and knowing that no adult will take them seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've read uh, if you've read that book or not, Mark. You seem no. like a Gaiman fan. Yeah, I I, I appreciate uh, uh, his work. Um, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I, I started it and then um, just I got distracted. Um, so yeah, I, I will I will return to it because it's somewhere in my Audible library. Um, but yeah, I, I no, I completely agree. Um, like, I think part of what I liked about this book is as someone who 
grew up and still kind of feels like an outsider, there was something in this, again, about that conspiratorial nature about the kids get this and the adults just don't. Uh, and it's because the adults have been hypnotized. I mean, that's one thing we haven't talked about is the fact oh, yeah. that the, all, all of the adults are hypnotized using Grinny's phrase, you'll remember me, and that just puts them into a sort of trance and they, they don't question anything that's happening. So they're not going to be questioning the oncoming invasion and they won't get in the way. Uh, and then the kids will be basically put to work as, as slaves and the average lifespan will go from what was 70 years to now 40. <laughs> um, but it's the, it's the idea that um, the, the kids get it. Um, yeah. And they they understand what's going on, and and you know adults adults just don't get it. Parents just don't get it, you know. Yeah. Um, and which is always aliens, a powerful thing. Because neither the do aliens. aliens completely underestimated the children. Yeah, in the yeah end, they did. Right? That um, whole bit was my favorite bit of the book. And there's um, that lovely description of the Grinny sort of saying like, "What is the deal with humans? Like, you know, on the one hand you're making guns, oh, yeah. and then on the other hand you're crying when a dog dies, and you weep when a puppy dies." Yeah. yeah. And it's so lovely, and it's so like for a kid book. I thought like that's quite deep. Like you're getting yeah. quite philosophical there. And then and she says something sort of like, "Why do you think we came here?" And he said, "Because it's suitable." And I thought that's mm-hmm. such a perceptive thing for a child in that context, having just gone through this like, "What are we doing? Why are we here? Who are humans? Why do we behave like this? What's happening?" To just bring it right back down to the most basic thing, which was will do i guess yeah absolutely (laughs) and there's a wonderful dark um passage a little bit later where he's he describes a dream of and it's it's not that detailed but there's just there's color there's this a shape of it that that makes it very easy to imagine where he talks about parents just chatting about the school run or whatever and uh you know a girl tugging on her mum's uh skirt saying you know mummy mummy and the and the because this child is seeing absolute devastation, is seeing horrible things, is seeing the wailing and gnashing of teeth. And the parents are just like, oh, God, run along and play with the other kids. Mummy's having a chat. And it's so it's so dark when you realise that kid's seeing the actual end of the world yeah. and you're talking about what you watched on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is really perceptive, isn't it? It's a lot deeper than this is the thing we... Mm. And this is what I love so much about this podcast. I never would have discovered this book. (laughs) Never would have picked this up. It's for children. Like, this is not for me. Um, But I'm so glad to have... I'm not a children. (laughs) I am. Uh, Who listens to them? They know nothing. Uh, But it it was... such a lovely read and like I'm you know getting a chance to discover you know obviously thus far on the podcast it's it's been mostly kind of larger novels and memoirs but I love that you've chosen something that was for children because it's it's given us the opportunity to discover something we absolutely would not have and and be pleasantly surprised that you can still find you know some really interesting like themes and some lovely lovely thoughts on humanity <laughs> um in in something that's that's arguably you know not for us yeah absolutely and I, I'm, I'm really pleased that that you appreciated it yeah absolutely. I, yeah I, and i was super ready to hate it <laughs> she was I honestly i was like oh god what on earth is this I judged it by the many covers. I had to spend a long time trying yeah. to find a cover that I was happy to have in my home. Acceptable, yeah. 
Um, uh, this one's all right. But no, I, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was very, the way that it was told, I found very sweet. And I, I could picture that kid at night mm. sort of under his duvet writing these diary entries <laughs> quite clearly. And then there's little moments of, there's some lovely moments of humour. And then there's some moments which actually are, are quite profound and quite smart and, and quite powerful within the context of, what on the face of it is a pretty basic story like there's a mm-hmm. there's a baddie in my house and I've got to get rid of them like yeah you know it's a typical kid story isn't it that's yeah how, how many kid stories are the goody and the baddie and the goody always wins and mm-hmm. um but it's a lot it's a lot more than that it had a lot more depth which I was surprised by and and was very appreciative of so yeah. Mark um who would you recommend this book to and why Ooh, um I I think I I I like the idea that um, I might meet like a. So I've got I've got a couple of nephews, and I'm wondering like when is the right age to introduce my nephews? Thirty <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, because like I, like I said, I like the idea of something being pitched a little bit over your over your head. Um, I think as um, as as kids, that's really valuable. So I I would recommend this to someone where you almost sort of have to second guess, like, are they ready for this? Because there's nothing like you know awful that that you know you'd, you'd be worried about a, a kid reading in this. But um, so yeah, I'd I'd recommend it to 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 a smart kid or to a kid who aspires to be smart or thinks he's smart or feels like um um maybe a bit of an outsider or is a bit precocious. Um, because I you know I was a I was a precocious little shit. Um. <laughs> Me too, and I think, thing. hey, um, <laughs> that's why we have podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's who I'd recommend it to. Is that that precocious little kid that won't shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> Read this now. Be quiet. Well, well, as one, I can tell you that recommendation has gone down very well. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I know we we said earlier we obviously always uh, have our guests choose a quote. Uh, once again, we know this being a children's book and a sci-fi book, we may, you know, not have some incredibly poignant quote to, to leave us off with. But I am very curious to see what quote made it to your, you know, your top five. Uh, to, to, uh, <laughs> give us your top five quote. Yeah, give us your top five quote. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see what you chose. Can you uh, can you give us your best quote? Look, you little viper, eat this toaster or I will hang you by a hook over a slow fire. <laughs> That's wonderful. Also, I need to a mother to her child. That's so joyful. God bless the 70s. <laughs> Let's time travel back there. Oh, my I God. Mean, crack up fairness, the cherry, guys. In all fairness to the author, the next two words that follow after the quotes are Tim uh, looking to camera and saying, lurid imagery. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I actually think that is a really good quote because it is a yeah. sample of that kind of ridiculous charm that this book has <laughs> a little viper. I think that's wonderful I need to start saying that to people Amazing. stop yep. being such a little viper awesome well Mark this has been such a pleasure do you want to tell our listeners uh, where they can find you and your podcast on the interwebs absolutely uh, with pleasure so um, yeah I do a podcast that comes out every Tuesday um, and I, I speak to I speak to guests and we uh, yeah together we build a top five list on a topic uh, that they choose uh, I've just finished a, a, a series um, four episodes all about music um, so the, the one that's going up um, 
a couple of days after we record is all about com- the world of competitive solo beatboxing, which was not a thing that I knew anything about. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and, and it's, it was loads of fun. And uh, you can find that at listenvpod.com or just search for listenv uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Amazing. Well, thank you again. It has been a pleasure chatting to you about Grinny. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll see you on your podcast at some point when we can get our list together. So uh, if you would like to be a guest and now you have proof that we can do this no matter where you are in the world. We know where all the wires go um, (laughs) and Um, how to turn on the laptop, which was challenging. Um, Do do come and speak to us from anywhere in the world about any book at all. Kids books we were loving today. Um, We're having horror month, uh, (laughs) but we will read anything um, of any genre, of any style. as long as it's in paperback form. So nope. <laughs> uh, do just uh, drop us a line on the website, yaopod.com. There's a little application form and you can tell us a bit about yourself and your book. You can follow us on social media at yaopod for everything. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. You can talk there too. Yeah, all of the things. Well done, Beck. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've covered everything. I've got nothing left to say. Um, obviously, once again, patreon.com slash yaopod. There's already some great exclusive content secretly up there um, that you can unlock uh, if you support us there. So have a gander and let us know what other things you want us to see slash do. Um, we, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So, yeah, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Your Own Word is hosted by Alison Dennings and Becky Graham. It is recorded in London at the Pitch Room in Runway East Soho.